0: Engaging presentations on the most urgent problem of our day and what you can do about it. Now, the End Abortion Podcast by Priests for Life. And as we do this, uh, as always, I invite you to leave your prayer intentions in the comments so that we can all pray for one another. And uh, I can assure you that all of us on the team at Priests for Life, our priests, our, our lay leaders, our staff are all praying for you and all those intentions that you give us during the course of these broadcasts. So today, let's look at the first reading, and uh, I wanna comment on one particular verse of it, but it comes from the letter to the Hebrews, uh, chapter 10, starting in verse 32. A reading from the letter to the Hebrews. Remember the days past, when after you had been enlightened, you endured a great contest of suffering, At times you were publicly exposed to abuse and affliction. At other times you associated yourselves with those so treated. You even joined in the sufferings of those in prison and joyfully accepted the confiscation of your property, knowing that you had a better and lasting possession. Therefore, do not throw away your confidence. It will have great recompense. You need endurance to do the will of God, And receive what he has promised. For after just a brief moment, he who is to come shall come. He shall not delay. But my just one shall live by faith. And if he draws back, I take no pleasure in him. We are not among those who draw back and perish, but among those who have faith and will possess life. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Friends, I want to focus on one verse here. My just one shall live by faith. This is a verse that appears various times in scripture. And we can think of it and its meaning on a few different levels. It can be taken as describing the way that the just person, the person who is right with God and who strives to be right with God, his or her neighbors, shall live. We live by faith. In other words, as we live our daily life, we profess our faith, we make our decisions according to our faith, we try to spread the faith, we honor the faith, we show that we have faith. The just person shall live by faith. But then you can think of it as in this way. Not by faith, meaning the way that we live, but the phrase by faith Indicating how we survive. In other words, it is by faith that the just man will live in the first place. Faith, in other words, is what's giving us life. Not just shaping our lives. It's what's giving us life. The just one, by faith, will be able to live. How do we possess eternal life? Jesus said, the one who believes in me will live. Christ said that. By our faith, we embrace him, and he enters into us. Now, faith, of course, leads to baptism, the pouring into our souls, into our very bodies, the life of God that will ultimately raise our bodies from the grave. The just one will live by faith because by faith, that eternal life of Christ is poured into us. By faith, we are able to hold on to that eternal life. But there's yet one more dimension that I want to point out. Faith not only gives us the basis of our eternal life, the just one because of faith shall share eternal life but even our survival on the natural level. In Isaiah 7, we read this same assertion put in one translation this way. If you do not stand in faith, you will not stand at all. Think about that for a moment. If you do not stand in faith, you will not stand at all. The just one shall live by faith. Take away faith, you take away life. Sustaining faith is not only good for the spiritual life of God's people, it's essential for their very survival. How does that work? We can come to know by reason alone that certain things are good and certain things are bad. By reason alone, we can come to know that God exists, that he's powerful, that he's just, that there are basic commandments of morality. God reveals the commandments, but he also reveals them through reason. We can conclude by reason that you can't survive as a culture, as a civilization, as a nation, if people can just go around taking each other's lives whenever they want with uh, with impunity. No. There are certain conclusions we can come to by natural reason. And yet, our ability to conclude such basic things as you shouldn't kill the innocent is clouded, is obstructed by sin itself. Sin darkens our mind. It weakens our will as well. So we end up doing evil, even though we know by human reason what is good, what is right, and what is wrong we end up doing evil we end up killing one another in various ways abortion being the primary example and the and the and the evil that takes the most victims why are we losing sight of such basic things as it's wrong to kill the innocent well because sin has clouded our vision and the accumulated sins of many people over many years sins that become institutionalized Sins like abortion that get their stamp of approval from courts and and presidents and legislatures end up making it very difficult for some people to perceive the very meaning of life, make it very difficult for some people to even understand the basic command that you shall not kill. Now Pope Benedict established, one of the things he did during his pontificate was to establish the Pontifical Council for promoting the new evangelization. Uh, And this was something that at its inception, I was actually asked to assist in various ways with the uh, development of this new new, uh, agency in the Vatican. Promoting the new evangelization. Promoting, in other words, the proclamation, the acceptance, The deepening and the living faith. The just one by faith shall live. Why do we have a council for promoting the new evangelization? Brothers and sisters, because the gospel has to be proclaimed with new vigor and new effectiveness in an age where the culture of death has so darkened our understanding. When Pope Benedict promulgated this new office there at the, at the at the Vatican to coordinate this essential, fundamental work of the church. He said in that document in which he announced it, that we've lost the sense of the meaning of life and of basic things like birth and death. We've lost, because when we lose sight of God, when we lose faith, in other words, we can't understand ourselves anymore. When we lose sight of the creature, and this goes all the way back to Uh, teachings where you see them, for example, in the Second Vatican Council and other places, when we lose sight of the creator, the creature becomes unintelligible. You can't understand yourself. You can't understand the meaning of life and of death and the value of life if you lose sight of the one who created life. The just one by faith shall live. By having faith in the creator, then... We can overcome the darkness that makes us forget that we shouldn't kill each other. The just one will live because of his faith. Because faith rescues reason. Faith sheds light where reason has been darkened. Faith unconfuses us about the basic realities of birth, life, and death. It unconfuses us and enables us to hold on again to the truth that life is so sacred that no one can trample upon one another. But if you don't have that faith, if you don't have that light, and if your ability to know these things from reason has become so clouded and so darkened and so canceled that you don't know the difference anymore between choosing life and killing life, you can't survive. The just one will live by faith. Faith, in other words, is being declared as an essential condition of survival. Why do we proclaim the gospel? Why do we need new evangelization? Because we've forgotten the basics. But knowing the basics keeps us alive, keeps the nation alive, keeps society alive. Look at what's going on with the chaos in our country. Open borders, an ongoing invasion of people that we don't know who they are, where they come from, or what their intentions are. Look at the deterioration over recent years in law and order in our cities. Look at the deterioration of stability and peace in the international arena. Look at the mess that the economy is in. So much of this has been brought about by the Democrat Party. The Democrat Party deserves very severe criticism and needs to do some very deep repentance for the damage it's inflicting on unborn children, on religious freedom, on the economy, on the border, on the very survival of America. And brothers and sisters, the Democrat Party is the faithless party. You know, Pew Research, Just look it up online, did a study not too long ago about the the way that people's practices of faith line up with their political affiliations. And what it showed, just to give a general summary, is that people without faith gravitate to the Democrat Party. People with faith gravitate to the Republican Party. It's just general trends, but it's documented there by Pew Research. The just will live by their faith. You have a godless party in power. It's not just that the religious life of the nation doesn't get nourished. It's that the very survival of the nation is threatened. When you deny faith, ignore faith, push it to the side, or as the Democrat party also does, outright attack it. What we call religious freedom, they call discrimination. Look at their documents. Look at their platform. Look at their strategic memos as a party. This party has got to go. This is is not a political statement, brothers and sisters. This is a moral statement. This is a cry for survival. That party has got to go. It's got to absolutely be voted out of power and and obliterated from the political landscape in America, for the sake of survival of the nation, not for the sake of the triumph of, of of another party or for the advancement of some political platform. We're talking about survival here. The just one will live because of faith. Let's pray. Father, we are facing a battle for the survival of our nation. We are facing a battle for the survival of the unborn. Lord, if the lives of the unborn are taken, what foundation do we have? How can we, how can we credibly cry out for for a good education program when we're killing the, the students? How can we cry out for good health care when we're murdering the patients? How can we cry out for peace and security when we're advocating violence? Lord, strengthen the foundations, first of all and eradicate from our midst any political party or platform that considers killing babies to be a right. Lord God, this is outrageous. This is insanity. Free us from this darkness because it threatens our very survival. It's not just a matter, Lord, of who chooses to believe one way or the other. It's not a matter of that. It's a matter of protecting us from annihilation. The just will live by faith. You have told us, Lord, that faith is the source not only of our spiritual life, but is the condition for our very survival. Because by faith, O Lord, we rediscover the meaning of life. We rediscover the value of life. We find the strength to defend life. And we find, Lord God, the wisdom to pursue policies in the arena of economics and of national security and of international relations that enable us and our families to flourish. Bless us now. Bless our day-to-day. Bless our ability to live by faith. And bless, Lord God, all the prayer intentions that are being expressed to you today, either publicly or privately. Give answer to these prayers. Give health and guidance and direction and consolation and faith. And in faith, we pray now in the words Jesus gave us, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Thanks, friends. Have a wonderful day. Uh, we'll be back with, to you with more broadcasts. Make sure you're following also my daily diary and uh, all our other programs here at Priest for Life. God. This has been the End Abortion Podcast. To learn more, to help end abortion, and to connect with us on social media, visit endabortion.net.